G'day guys, what's going on? I am Pete, your host from Aussie English, and today I've got something a little different for you. Today I thought I would try and do something relating to the news. So, this article came up from ABC News. You'll be able to get the link to this article and the other article that I'm going to go through, as well as a spreadsheet, a worksheet to go through the vocab that I'm going to break down in this episode. But I saw this article on ABC News and I thought we could go through it and talk about these cool little creatures called cicadas. So, cicadas having bumper season, leaving ears ringing and communities deafened. The interesting thing there to point out is bumper season. If you have a bumper season, it's referring to agriculture where you have had a very, very successful season that has yielded a lot of product that you're harvesting. Right. So, this year in Australia, we've had a very bumper season, a great bumper crop for, I believe, wheat and barley. Anyway, let's go through this article. Okay. So, these are cicadas at the top here. They are a winged insect that live in uh, lots, lots and lots and lots of parts of the world. We have about 18 or well, 800 species, I think, in Australia. Heaps of them. And they eat sap off trees. Anyway, let's go through this. So, stand outside on a warm summer's day in Orange, in New South Wales, Central West, and you will struggle to hold a conversation. Or, hear when your coffee is ready. So, hold a conversation that is to discuss something with someone, right? You're holding that conversation between the two or three or four of you. A screeching cacophony of cicadas has filled the air, drowning out almost all but the most determined of birds and most persistent hum of traffic. The word that's really cool here is uh, cacophony, which means a harsh discordant mixture of sounds, a screeching cacophony, screeching cacophony. And the phrasal verb to drown something out, meaning to prevent other sounds from being heard to drown out almost all but the most determined of birds and persistent hum of traffic. It is the soundtrack of this time of year, meaning it is the sound that is always playing during this part of the year. You're always going to hear this. It's kind of a figurative way of talking about that noise, right? It's not really a soundtrack like music, but you'll hear that quite often at that point in the year. Even more so now, with the insects having what University of Sydney expert David Emery calls a wonderful bumper season, in part thanks to rainfall that has eased the impacts of drought and bushfire. It's turned it around completely. The place is looking a picture and the cicadas have decided, right, it's time to come out. And so they have, Professor Emery said. So, there's some some cool stuff to mention here. Cicadas are, I think, one of the oldest insects that we have in the world. Don't quote me on that, but, you know, there's probably older ones. But these guys live underground for something like up to 17 years. So, I remember finding these as a kid. They'd crawl out of the ground. They'd be in this kind of non-winged form. They'd climb up a tree. They'd kind of hatch out of their shell and then they would be able to dry out and fly off and, and obviously mate. But at that time, quite often when I was finding these as a kid, they were much older than me, you know, up to like 17 years old. Crazy. The interesting little phrase that he's used here too, the place is looking a picture. If something looks a picture, it is the idea that it is beautiful. Wow, this place looks a picture. You might say that about a person. She looks a picture. It looks beautiful. 
someone looks beautiful. If there's one thing we found, we normally get a wonderful emergence in the year after a bushfire. Now, I don't know why that is. Why would after a bushfire, a lot of these insects come out? There's obviously signals going on there that the insects underground can feel, they can sense. And then for whatever reason, that's the best time for them to leave the ground. Maybe there's a lot of new growth on these trees that have been burned and they can, you know, survive better. They can flourish. Coffee shop customers deafened. Rick Carver owns a a cafe in East Orange where COVID-19 restrictions limit the number of customers who can wait within the shop. They instead line the footpath outside, but the screeching has reached such decibels that some people can no longer hear when their order is ready. A decibel is a unit of volume. So, I think these guys can sing at about 120 decibels. It's higher, it's louder than a jet engine, I think, or maybe on par with a jet engine and louder than an opera singer can sing opera, right? So, they are really, really loud. If you've heard a cicada, you will know. (laughs) The sound difference between inside and outside the cafe is quite significant. And we think we're yelling loud enough for the whole of Orange to possibly hear that person's coffee order, Mr. Carver said. But step out that door and you definitely can't hear much except the sound of the cicada. Mr. Carver agreed the cicadas were particularly raucous this year. Ooh, another good word, raucous. If something is raucous, it makes or constitutes a disturbingly harsh or loud noise, right? Raucous. So, we'll often use this for, say, a crowd of people if they are protesting or maybe a crowd of people have gone to see a band. If they're raucous, they're making a lot of noise, right? Raucous. That's a really cool word. I can't remember them being quite this loud, he said. They're always reasonably loud over summer, but the fact that customers can't hear their coffee order being called out is pretty bad. Called out is when you would yell out something, usually an order, say at a cafe, someone's coffee, And you're shouting out the name or the number for the coffee to let the person know that it's ready. Heat likely to soften the sound. Professor Emery said high temperatures were likely to see the cicadas turn down their volume. Generally, our green grocers, a common breed of cicada, start to die off if there's no breeze. 43, 44 degrees Celsius tends to cook them, he said. So, there's some cool words and slang terms in this phrase or in this, uh, in this little paragraph. A green grocer. I'd never heard that before. But that here seems to be a slang term that Australians will use for bright green cicadas. A green grocer. How cool is that? But I would tend to hear this being used to talk about a retailer of green fruits, green vegetables. Usually, any vegetables and any fruits. But- Green grocers, a grocery, is where you would go to buy fruit and veggies, vegetables, more Aussie slang. If something dies off, this is where a population or community of organisms suddenly and severely declines in number as a result of natural causes. So, if it gets too hot, these animals cook, that is, they heat up too much to the point of dying, and the population dies off. It contracts, it reduces in number. Let's keep going. They haven't evolved really for surviving temperatures like that. So, any prolonged heat of that sort or magnitude will kill them off and reduce their numbers. The same thing with the little guys too. 
As the grass browns off on the side of the road, all the little guys tend to die. Some more cool words in here. Little guys. Now, this is kind of used affectionately by Australians to talk about any person or animal that is smaller than you. So, if I was walking down the street and I saw someone had a new puppy, I'd be like, oh, when, when did you get this little guy? Or if I meet someone and they've got a young son or a young daughter even, I may say, oh, look, check out this little guy. You know, how are you going? So, it's a kind of affectionate, nice way of talking about small people, small things, small animals. Professor Emery encouraged citizen scientists to join online databases to help build the knowledge and understanding of the estimated 800 species of Australian cicada. So, how crazy is that? We have 800 species, probably more, of Australian cicada. It all helps the science and the preservation and the appreciation of the biodiversity we have of the cicada fauna, he said. So, biodiversity, another cool word. This is the variety of plant and animal life in the world or in a particular habitat, a high level of which is usually considered to be important and desirable. So, a healthy habitat, a healthy ecosystem has a high level of biodiversity, usually. May not if you're out in the desert, right? And then we have cicada fauna, meaning the cicada animals, the species, the, the wildlife, right? Fauna talks about or refers to animals. Cicada fauna, the different kinds of cicada animals. Mr. Carver said while they were quite annoying, they were iconic. Something that is very Australian, right? It is an iconic Australian species. It's definitely the sound of summer. It's just if they could pipe down a little bit, that'd also be great. The last little phrasal verb here, guys, pipe down means to be quiet, right? To talk more quietly, to make less noise, to pipe down. So, I thought this was a really cool article that I wanted to share with you because I remember growing up and these cicadas were always all over the place. You could find them everywhere. And some years, for whatever reason, they would all come out of the ground all at the same time and you'd have more cicadas than you could shake a stick at. Right? You would have a lot of cicadas and they would be making so much noise that quite often it would be unpleasant, irritating, annoying. You'd have to go inside. It'd be difficult to sleep if, you know, the sun's setting late in summer over Christmas. But it is something that is synonymous with Australian summer and Australian Christmas, having these cicadas calling, making their noise outside uh, in the evenings. So, I jumped on the Australian Museum website here to see if I could find some facts about these guys. Interestingly, they've got a pretty conservative estimate of how many species there are in Australia, saying there are 200 species. But there you'll see that apparently it is thought that the sound produced by some communal species can act as a defence against predatory birds and some are even loud enough, 120 decibels, to be painful to the human ear. Cicadas also often sing in chorus. So, many of them singing all together, which makes it more difficult for a predator to locate an individual. So, how cool is that? They're singing really loudly because obviously getting too close to the cicada is going to be unpleasant for any animal with ears. But when they also sing all at the same time, the atmosphere gets flooded with so much sound that it becomes tricky to actually pinpoint to find where the cicada is if you're a predatory animal and you're looking for food. You'd have to do it visually. You can't do it based on sound, right? So, 
Yeah, there's a, there's obviously a lot to read here. You can see that the uh, periodical cicadas of North America can spend between 13 and 17 years underground, and they, they're called nymphs when they live underground. So, I guess apparently here in Australia, the Australian species is between six and seven years underground. So, I may have exaggerated a bit earlier, but how cool is that? And then you'll see this image here on screen. This is a cicada that is climbed up uh, what looks like a fence and is emerging from its shell. So, it's coming out of its shell. It'll be really soft in order to escape its shell. And then it'll probably hang there with those hooks that it has, its front legs, and it will dry out, fly off, start screaming, mate, and then probably die. So, a few more cicada facts before we finish up. Only male cicadas sing. They do this in an attempt to find a mate and obviously defense, camouflage. Different species have different songs to attract only their kind. So, that's interesting that they have a different song, although we may not be able to pick that out, other cicadas can. Adult cicadas have short lives, usually only a few weeks. So, there you go. Imagine that. You're living underground for years at a time, only to finally come out and see the light of day, right? And then you've got a few weeks to mate and then you're going to die. Most of their lives are spent as nymphs underground. For some species, this can be up to several years. Cicadas feed only on plant sap using their piercing, sucking mouth parts. So, they have what I believe is called a proboscis. Proboscis? Maybe it's proboscis. Where you'll see in the image here, if you're watching the video, they end up stabbing the plant and they can suck the sap, the juice of the plant out. And that's what they're using to sustain themselves. Cicadas feed on a huge range of plants, including eucalypts and grasses. Birds, bats, spiders, wasps, ants, mantids, like praying mantids or mantises, and tree crickets all prey on cicadas. So, there you go, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'll put the links for these two articles in the downloadable worksheet. Just go down below, click the link, and you can download the worksheet for this episode to learn some of the more complicated vocab in the um, first article that I went through. Um, You'll be able to study that and hopefully improve your knowledge of Australian cicadas. Anyway, I would love to know from you guys what you think of this episode. If you would like to see more of these episodes, comment below or send me an email if you're listening to this on the podcast. And aside from that, it's always a pleasure, guys. I really appreciate you and I hope you enjoy the content and I will chat to you soon. See you later.